The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hi, everybody. On this week's episode of They Get It, we get to sit down with Cheryl Yanati Foland, the founder of Lila B, which is the simple clean beauty brand that we've all been looking for. Cheryl is really close friends with Allison McNamara, who is also a friend of They Get It. We interviewed Allison and Mara Beauty a couple of months ago, and they actually do a ton of collaborations. So it was kind of destiny. We knew that we were going to have Cheryl on the podcast. My favorite thing of this entire episode is her energy. She's so Mm -hmm. calming. You feel so relaxed when you listen to her tell her story. You would never guess that she spent 20 years in corporate finance in New York. She's just like a breath of fresh air. So this was a fun one. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can tell just like her brand is an extension of herself and it's very true to who she is. So I think that's cool to hear her. You can just, yeah, you can tell that she built this because she saw a gap in the market and she wanted to build something that really filled a need that she was looking for. And she stayed true to what that ethos is throughout the brand's lifetime over the past seven years. Um, So I feel like she was kind of one of those first brands in this clean beauty movement, and she's kind of a pioneer in the space. So anyways, let's get right into it. Let's do it. Welcome back to another episode. Today we have Cheryl Fulland with us. She is the founder of Lila B. Cheryl, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We are excited to chat and we have a million questions for you, but let's start off with giving the back, uh, giving our audience a bit of a background on who you are and what Lila B is. Sure. Gosh, I could. I, this could be a very, very long answer, but I'll ma- I'll make it short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I am an ex New Yorker. I spent over twenty years of my career prior to launching my brand in the finance world of all of all things. Clearly, not as sexy as 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 the world that I play in today. Um, <laughs> but I ended up in a, in a role in a beauty marketing company. I was privileged to work with some of the most incredible brands and retailers. And it really led me to become clearly infatuated with the space. I was that, you know, type A, high-strung New Yorker who, during my time in finance, came out, uh, transferred to the West Coast and and took a total 360 into a much simpler, healthier lifestyle. And that really led me to to start my brand and, and to give up my uh, my frivolous and chaotic life back in New York. And here I am in, <laughs> in California with, uh, with uh, Lila B. I want to hear a little bit more about these transitions from like, you know, the busy, chaotic East Coast lifestyle to a healthier lifestyle. What did that actually mean tactically? Interesting. Not sure if I thought it was tactical, you know, <laughs> at the time, but <laughs> um, 
you know, I was I was born and raised on the East Coast, and I I really was immersed in that world where it was sort of that learned behavior. I I lived a very unbalanced, chaotic life. You know, the the simplicity of my lifestyle here was one that I never really understood um, what would and could be a part of my life. It was time where I was living in a world where there was little to no balance, extremely unhealthy. And, you know, I I worked harder than most in in a really um, much more male-dominated space. And I had to talk louder, be bigger, be bolder to be heard. And it was very refreshing to sort of take a, an opportunity still in that world and move out to California where I thought was going to be, you know, a, a two-year stint, a two-year project. And, uh, you know, I came out here sort of kicking and screaming as that fast-talking, chaotic New Yorker and really embraced within the first year this much healthier, much more well-balanced healthier lifestyle. And, you know, when I, when I decided to, to leave that, that world of finance, I had this fire in my belly of, you know, I have this fabulous idea to create a brand, which is just that healthier, quality driven and easy. And it really is an extension of my new life here, which is definitely um, healthier and happier. Let's do our quick hits quickly to get to know you a little bit better. And then there's so much I want to dive into here. Sure. So first one, what trait do you most attribute to your success? This is a tough one because if you asked me this question 10 years ago, I probably would have answered it differently. But I think there's probably two that are that have stayed sort of constant throughout my career, particularly with the creation of Lila B. And that would be integrity and authenticity. Integrity, first and foremost, you know, I learned early on from my mom, what what haven't I learned from her? Um, <laughs> and then in later years from an incredible mentor that, that I had in the finance space that honesty always wins. I, I worked in a very competitive industry for many, many years, and I found it challenging to keep up with people who, you know, who, who would outperform me driving business in ways that were oftentimes, I don't know, unethical, maybe questionable. But I really learned that anything that I did, if I led with integrity and, and goodness, um, you know, it ultimately gets you further in life and it, and it ultimately has gotten me to where I am today. And then, you know, with Lila B, I would say genuity, authenticity, there is and always will be a realness to me, a a real woman, a real founder, a real stepmom, a real wife, a real woman who real women could trust and relate to. And Mm -hmm. I think when you create a brand and you really want people to embrace it and you want it to resonate you know, I think that that my being this authentic, real founder, a real woman, has really helped me along the way to be able to talk to and be able to relate to my customers and vice versa. The integrity piece is so interesting to me. A lot of it comes down to judgment calls. And it's mm-hmm. not easy because it's not a 
you know, black and white answer. There are human beings involved and there's more to every story. I always love to have people tell a little bit about their experience when it comes to integrity, because I think it means different things to different people. And if Mm -hmm. we can start to share realistically how integrity plays out in these like workplace scenarios, for example, I think it becomes a lot more real to people and they can see how they either line up or they don't. Can you think back to any scenarios when you were working in finance or even even with Lila B where integrity won out? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that ultimately everything will catch up to you. I think it's it's important that you know, everything that I've done with the brand, I view it as uh, a partnership of some sort. So whether it is someone I'm hiring or Mm -hmm. a retail partnership, I think that it, nothing will work unless you really truly have sort of an equal, fair, honest partnership. And so with Lila B, I have found that being honest would sometimes set me back. But in the end, it has allowed me to stay true to my brand and not follow the the herd, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's it's what's kept me unique and and the brand in a better position, I think, than some because I've had to be honest. There's also like a massive peace of mind component when you know that you're acting true to your values and you're sticking with that. You don't have to worry. And have things run through your mind all night. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Next question for you. What gives you energy? Um, You know, I'd like to say it's just caffeine in the morning, but it is not. I would say exercise for sure. I will go on a trail run with my dog. I'm out on a road bike with my husband for 30, 40, 50 mile bike rides. It feeds my soul and it gives me not only energy, but it also gives me inspiration. But you know, if if I if I shallow it up a little bit, I would tell you that I get energy. I think from from vitamin D from the sun. I love it. Honestly, I was thinking today. I was out on my walk, and I was like, the days that I prioritize being outside in nature, moving my body, getting that sunlight, I feel so much better, and it's free. So, next question for you is: What advice do you have for your younger self? I would say, you know. You have no idea what stress is. <laughs> you know, when I was young, you always, everything felt so stressful and it was so profound. And at the end of the day, I would probably tell myself to just enjoy every minute and live in the moment because, you know, the older you get, the bigger the stresses become and the harder things will likely be. But um, yeah, and enjoy and live in the moment really truly be present. Oh, good advice. Really good advice. Something I am learning every day, I feel like. (laughs) Um, What's the last book you read? I read Stanley Tucci's book, Taste. Have you you guys read it? No, I haven't even heard of it. Me neither. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm obsessed with him. I have a mad crush (laughs) on Stanley. (laughs) So so let's start there. Um, He is, um, well, first of all, I'm I'm Italian through and through. Well, he has a CNN series where he goes traipsing through every region of Italy and he 
showcases the various different foods and the culture in all these different regions. And he is just, so anyway, his CNN series, you have to watch, but the book itself came out before he started the series. Um, Mad Crush, he's cool. He's calm. He's this collected, fabulous Italian guy. Um, I just think he's incredible. I would love to spend a day with him. The book's about food, not just digesting and eating food, but really connecting through gatherings and entertaining Mm -hmm. and Sunday suppers and, and how big that was in his Italian family and, and how big that is in mine, especially growing up, um, with a big family and, um, four of us siblings love him, love the book. I would highly recommend it. Okay. Adding it to the list. (laughs) I, I love looking at food through that lens of, yeah, like community and bringing people together. I think that's mm-hmm. such an important part of when you think of how you're nourishing yourself. It's like, yes, you want to have those nutrient-dense foods and you want to get things that are healthy, but there's something more to food just beyond what it's giving you. And I think like sometimes unhealthy foods actually do really nourish you in a different way. And Agreed. yeah, I just, <laughs> I love it. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great book. What's one thing you don't understand? Uh, here and now today, answering that question, thinking about the industry and the space that I am in, mm-hmm. um, I guess I would say cattiness. I worked in a world where there was little to no cattiness because I was surrounded by men. Mm-hmm. And now where I am today, I've never worked with or around or in a space with so many women Um, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. I, 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 I'm all about, you know, empowering. And as I, I even mentioned to you before we started our, our chat today, um, really creating a, a community and a network where we can all really empower each other. But there's so much space here in beauty and there's so much market share to go around in this industry that we really need comrades and, and not competitors, so that's that's really just the one thing I I don't I don't really understand. I don't get. And I will say it does it's so transformative once you do find that group of women that's really supportive. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Kelsey and I met earlier in our career when we were working at Shopify in sales and we always said like the women in sales, we <laughs> all were so supportive of each other. I don't remember any time that there was any sort of issue or drama, it was the guys who were like, <laughs> would have this competitiveness with themselves. And I'm like, isn't that funny? And how lucky are we that we landed with this group of awesome women? It's, and to this day, they're, you know, some of my closest friends. And yeah, it is really transformative when you do have that. So yes, I don't get yes. it either. Why don't we just yes. all treat get each along. other that way? Exactly. What is a brand other than your own that you're loving right now? Well, in the beauty space, my friend and fellow founder Rosie Johnston. Do you know by Rosie Jane? Have you have you heard no. of by Rosie Jane? They actually, yeah, we just worked with them at like my day job. So I only just became familiar, but they look amazing from the outside. Beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. She's a friend. She's a fellow founder as well. She has the most incredible, clean. I would I want to say clean fragrances. I'm obsessed with the Layla Lou scent, which I think has been one of her hottest scents from day one. But she most recently 
launch two others um, that are wake the F up and calm the F down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Hilarious. And it is so in line with her personality. Like when you truly say authentic and genuine, (laughs) she is hilarious. And she just knows her stuff and her products are beautiful. In fashion, I would say Janessa Leone. If I buy another hat, I think my husband is going to lose his mind. <laughs> but uh, but talk about sophisticated lo- luxury. I mean, her hats are to die for. And okay, final question from our quick hits. Who do you think gets it? I think that my fourteen-year-old niece gets it. <laughs> you know, I talk to these young kids, and very interesting perspective. You know decades and demos behind us. But in 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 our space, I think Nikeo Greco of 13 Loon, I think she gets it. She's building something at 13 Loon with with community at the forefront, like community at the core, right out of the gate, curating beauty brands, focusing, you know, specifically on the founders of beauty brands who are, you know, the brands that are not only black and brown, brands, but also creating a space for allyship. By Rosie is also a, a part of 13 Loon alongside me, and I'm thrilled to be partnering with them in a big way this year. She's doing in- incredible stuff. Oh my gosh. I'm just on their website right now, and I feel like every single name you've dropped, Cheryl, just has this eye for branding. Like They're honestly <laughs> stunning. Every website I'm on right now is gorgeous. <laughs> Well, she, their their branding is beautiful, but I think just what they're doing is beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know, it's starting with community. They're talking about community. They're not just taking beauty brands that are hot now brands and throwing it together and right. becoming, you know, retail monster. I think they're really being thoughtful about who they support and how they pull us all together to create this space of allyship that I'm really honored and thrilled to be a part of. Oh, this is so honestly near and dear to Emma and my hearts. Through this podcast, I don't think we knew what we were doing in the early days, if I'm just being completely honest. We thought, oh, we'd go interview some cool brands and it would be what it was. And we didn't really put too many expectations on it. And the number of people that have reached out over the past year and a half saying, you know, they want to support people with amazing stories and smaller brands that actually mean something to people. Like it's so obvious that this is what people are craving. And so if 13 Loon can come in and help curate that list, what a gift. Um, But I, I think it's important, Cheryl, for the audience to get to know Lila B a little bit more. So give us like the overview. And when someone comes up to you and they say, okay, great. What is Lila B? How do you respond? Oh, Lila B is a well-curated collection of beauty products. And I, I say beauty because we cross over categories from color cosmetics to also skin prep, skincare products. All of our formulations are clean, skin-first formulations. So we think about, obviously, beautiful ingredients that nourish and treat the skin, as well as providing you with beautiful, high-performance, long-wearing, beautiful color cosmetics. When I focused on the simplicity of my new life out here in California and how I really wanted to create a brand that offered a woman 
um, finished looks with fewer products. And it's streamlining. It's making it easy and simple. And you don't have to take the makeup artist home with you. So cool. So I'm curious, take me back to the early days of Lila B. So you left your job in finance, you moved to the West Coast. What mm-hmm. was that aha moment of, I need to start this? So I first moved out to California before I left finance. And okay. so I transferred here. I came out here to run their beauty marketing business. And we mm-hmm. ultimately put it up for sale and we were acquired probably about four four years into my five years being um, out on the West Coast. When we sold the business, I, you know, I, I there was a crossroads in my life of, do I go back to New York and start all over what I've done for 21 years with the next best business? Or, you know, I learned a lot. You know, I worked with the best of the best of CMOs and founders of beauty brands with this beauty marketing company. And I learned that there was clearly something missing. And that was, you know, not just a beautiful, clean luxury brand, but something that could make beauty simple again. I'm curious. I know we asked about your advice for your younger self. You kind of mentioned how you give this advice to founders about funding. What other Mm -hmm. advice do you have for newer entrepreneurs who are getting into the scene? I think it's probably about belief, belief in yourself. Don't stop believing. And I know we touched on this earlier. Build a support system. There are so many people that are looking for the same and or you know, or who have had it early on in their journey and surround yourself with the truest of believers who are unafraid to tell you the truth, whether it's harsh or not. My, my greatest critics have really been my most valuable supporters and to date are still by my side. If we look into the future, where is Lila B going? Maybe let's, let's put a time horizon on it in the next five years or so. Gosh, you know, pre-COVID, I would have that answer out in a second. Oh, I would have just, I would have, I would have spit out that answer in a heartbeat. You know, every day, every month, it changes. I don't know that I would have thought that we would be where we are today. You know, after COVID hit, COVID was a and and still is a, a huge. It, it it impacted our our brand and our business in a really big way, like it did for the rest of the beauty industry as well. Thankfully, everyone's starting to wear makeup again. But I would say that you know I've remained true when we talk about you know really being authentic and true. I've been very true to the brand. I am not trendy or timely, I would say that we are a timeless brand. And from the get-go, I have always talked about, you know, simple, minimalistic, less is more. So it's not just because we're on the other side of COVID. If anything, the brand is resonating now more than ever, but it really truly is the brand that I created from day one. And I would say that's my answer for today. (laughs) I don't know about three years from now or five years from now, but I think you would find that if we chatted again in three years, my brand would still be what I launched 
because that's just that's just who I am and what I truly believe in is that you know Lila B offers something from the get-go and will continue to offer sort of what what women are really looking for which is really just simple and quality driven and that's who we will be in the end yeah when you talk about having integrity i think that's a perfect example of it you know not not veering away from what you set out to do and staying true to those values i think that is such a good indicator of whether or not you're going to be around for the long term and it, i can tell you have that long term mindset that's going to fare well for you in the future. So I'm excited to see where Lila B goes. Cheryl, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We had such a great time chatting with you. Same here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, what a nice, easy breezy listen. I hope you were listening to this like on a walk outside. I feel like that's kind of the vibe of this whole episode. And yeah, Cheryl is just a breath of fresh air. I think my biggest takeaway, which probably won't be surprising because I've preached on many episodes how Hmm. you can pivot in life, but I think this is just such a good example. Cheryl was in a career for 20 years that drained her and worked her to the bone. And then she realized that like there is a different path and you can change your lifestyle. You can move, you can do something totally new and different. And I know I probably sound like a broken record because I say that all the time, but just remember you've got options. You're never as stuck as you think you are. <laughs> Wise words, Miss Clark. Wise words. <laughs> no, it's true. You're never stuck. And I think you listen to Cheryl's story and how she's in alignment right now. You know what I mean? Like this is mm-hmm. truly her personality. This is these are her interests. She's living the lifestyle that's authentic to her. Oh, and she also happens to be running a massive brand that is a direct extension of who she is as a person. I think it's interesting hearing people like Cheryl talk about the last 2 to 3 years and how the landscape or the ecosystem and the environment has changed so much. And I think this is a testament to the people who act in their authenticity and who act in alignment with who they are as people. They will weather any storm. And it's it's going to be work that feels worth pursuing. Whereas I bet you, in, in during the pandemic, when everything was crazy and supply chain was a mess, the people who weren't totally tied to their mission and what they were building for the long term probably threw in the towel. So mm-hmm. kudos to Cheryl. Kudos to everyone out there sticking to what you set out to do and seeing beyond whatever hurdles are immediately in front of you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please give us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot and it helps us know that you enjoy our content. So until next week, have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Bay Media with technical production by Burke Johnson. Burke Johnson.